Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode 395. When it comes to cruise stories, there's nothing better than going on a cruise that involves Sabor. And this week, we have a cruise story from a Navigator of the Seas Cruise, Nine Night Southern Caribbean. Actually, it's an itinerary that I had done before, and we'll be talking all about it on this week's episode. Here we go. We're back with another cruise story this week, and joining me on today's episode is uh, Bronwyn Heineman. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am very honored to be here today. Well, it's great having you here. You know, I love sharing these cruise stories, and my hope, by the way, for all of you listening at home is that, I don't know for Bronwyn as well, but, but I think we're, my hope is that we're going to come out to the end of these soon in the sense that because we have actually new cruises to go on so we can share, you know more recent stuff. So, but these are great. I really enjoy that. And, uh, Bronwyn, where are we going today? Where, where should I set the time machine coordinates to? (laughs) So this was April of 2017. It was actually the week of Easter Hmm. and it was a nine night Southern Caribbean. Nice. All right. So, uh, nine nights Southern Caribbean on which ship? On navigator of the seas. Ooh, love me some navigator. When it still had Sabor. (laughs) <laughs> ah, the good old days. Back in my day, <laughs> Navigator had Sabor on it. Yes. Yeah. So we selected this particular sailing. This is traditionally when my children have spring break. Um, they, It is all, you know, so we had booked it about 18 months in advance and it fit our dates really well. It left the Friday before Easter and came back on exactly, you know, the Sunday after Easter. So um, it worked out very well without having to miss school. Um, which was nice. And we drove to the port of Miami. So a bit of a lengthy drive, but we live up in the panhandle of Florida. So a bit of a long drive, but it was okay. Um, And we also had my father-in-law with us, who is a frequent Royal Caribbean cruiser as well. Um, So that was really nice to get to experience it with, with him too. Um, Nice. I, I like how you put that as a Floridian, I say this with, with the utmost love, (laughs) It was quite the long drive, and I'm like, okay, here comes Wisconsin, Ohio, Minnesota. <laughs> nope, the panhandle no. of Florida. Yes, <laughs> which well, is a long drive. Us. It is a long drive. I'm not gonna. I'm not. Not trust me. I did a drive for North Carolina. I thought I was going, you know, to Kathmandu, but still, it's uh, <laughs> just funny how that kind of worked out. There. Oh so, yes. So, um, why did you pick Navigator specifically over? I'm sure you had cruises that were leaving out of Port Canaveral, which was a little bit closer, and as well some other options. Mm-hmm. So these were ports, all four of the ports were places that we had never visited. So that was a huge draw. Um, this actually visited the the ABC islands, which was really exciting. In fact, I feel kind of sheepish, but I had never heard of Bonaire until I researched this cruise. <laughs> so, and I'm so glad that we visited because it was absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. Yeah, Bonaire is a, I, I think there are a couple of countries that probably fit that that category of never heard of it until I actually went on a cruise and then when you right. go on a cruise, there was the a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a Jeopardy question about what the ABC and ABC Islands stand for. And mm-hmm. every cruise fan out there is like, come on, dude, don't you know? <laughs> they didn't know the answer. And it's like, how do you not know this? But unless you've been on a cruise, you probably don't know it. Very true. Very yeah. true. So it was it was a big draw because of the ports. And we actually love sea days. So I'm I feel like I could go on a nine night cruise and never go anywhere and just have sea days, but I, I know that's not possible. And I, I say that, but that's because I've never done that. You know, I might miss stopping and feeling land, but uh, 
It was nice. And it's funny too, that you mentioned Jeopardy because we love Jeopardy. So we're, we're trivia people and tend to hop around to all the, the various trivias going on during our cruise too. They're always fun. Absolutely. I love the trivia on board a ship. I remember when I first got into really like into cruising and people mentioned trivia and I was like, okay, whatever. And then you do it. It is a lot of fun. It's a great, it is. A great activity. I love, uh, they do it a lot. And my only regret is when it's one that's like, not like if it's like, yeah, I don't know, some sort of trip, like Harry Potter trivia, no offense. I don't watch or read Harry <laughs> Potter. So it's like lost on me. It's like, oh, there's a lost opportunity there, but I digress. So, all right, you got to, you, you made the trek to Miami. Uh, did you did. drive down the same day or did you come in the night before? Oh, we came in the day before. Nice. Very good. Uh, yes, any, absolutely. any hotel recommendation for our listeners? Uh, we stayed at a Hampton Inn that wasn't too, too far from the port. It was quite nice. Uh, and we visited a local Cuban restaurant for dinner the evening, you know, when we arrived shortly after we arrived and it was delish. So just looking for something pretty convenient. We knew we weren't going to be at the hotel long. So yep. it was it was clean. It was easy to get in and out of. And it was it was a perfect experience for the amount of time we spent there. What type of stateroom did you book? We actually so originally I had booked a panoramic ocean view. Um, but as we were getting closer and closer to the cruise, I was really afraid that we weren't going to have enough space for all of us. So our children are a bit older. Um, and you know, like early teens at that point. And so I was afraid that we weren't going to have enough room to store stuff. And because since we drive, I am an overpacker and we, we sort of all are. So we always bring too much and I didn't want to be being mom and having to pick up everything for the entire week. Mm -hmm. So we decided to try two staterooms. So all that they had at the point when we changed was indoor. Um, and I've never, I've never been in an interior stateroom before without a window or something. And so I was a little worried. And my father-in-law's like, I love them. It's so dark. It's the best sleep you'll get. So we went for two connecting interior staterooms and it was fantastic. The two bathrooms, all the times you say the two bathrooms are a game changer. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's one of the best things people, a lot of families, if you're listening, if you've got a family, even a family of four, you don't have to have a family of eight. You don't have to be the Brady bunch in order to, for this to qualify. But when you have families and you want to get a room on a cruise ship, inevitably you think, oh, what room can I get all together? But no, two rooms connecting. That, that'd be ideal. But the, oh, yes. the second bathroom, especially as your kids get older. I mean, mine are not that old. They're 10 and 6. But the oldest is already singing show tunes in the bathroom, in the shower for, <laughs> for an hour. We have to yell at her. You know, like you got to actually get out of there soon. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely one of my best tips for families out there. And it'll probably save you money as well. It was, but we changed. It didn't cost us any more to, to have the two. And it was, I so appreciated that extra, extra everything. I mean, you have two of everything. So the two closets and the two bathrooms were certainly worth not having a, a window. Mm -hmm. And I didn't miss it. We didn't miss it at all. You, there's plenty of outdoor space to go visit. So oh, yeah. I didn't feel claustrophobic or any of those types of things that I was fearing I might. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, nine night cruise. And I think we did you did this in 2017 and I'm pretty sure the, we did a Royal Caribbean blog group cruise on navigator in 2017. I think it was earlier in the year. I think it was in February, uh, same itinerary, nine nights with Labadee. It's an incredible itinerary. Yeah. They don't do it as much these days if oh, at all anymore, but it's really nice to do that because you go out of Miami, you still get the Southern Caribbean and, uh, you know, that nine nights. And I don't know if yours was like this. I don't know if you recall ours was nine nights, which sounds like, Oh boy, it's a lot of time off of work, Matt. And, but our, the way it fell, it left on a Friday, 
And so it encompassed, it, it went over two different weekends. So it was actually like only a week of, you know, five days off of, of work plus, you know, that Friday basically. So it ended right. up working out really, really well. It did. And yeah, same, same type of itinerary. We left on a Friday and came back the following Sunday. So it was great. Awesome. Well, um, let's start with the most important thing on this cruise, Sabor. <laughs> what is, was <laughs> oh, your, it was so delicious. Was this your first time at Sabor or had you been there before? It, it was our first time at Sabor um, and actually decided we are Mexican food fans anyway, but decided because we'd heard how much you loved it to give it a try. And we were so glad we did. We, in fact, liked it so much for the dinner that we had there that we ended up booking a lunch on another sea day Ooh. so we could go visit again. Yeah, uh, Sabor is, uh, if you're new to Royal Caribbean, is a specialty restaurant, uh, Mexican cuisine. Unfortunately, it's kind of on its way. Pre-pandemic, they were phasing them out. But one of the only good things to come out of this whole shutdown is that that those plans are on hold now. So at least we'll have, not a navigator, unfortunately, but uh, Harmony, Liberty, and Alert still have it on board. And I love it. I love Mexican food. Uh, and it's got great guacamole. I think a lot mm-hmm. of their dishes are very good. The margaritas, amazing. They so, were. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's very fresh thing. and delicious. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so, what was your? So you went to the ABC Islands. What did you? Uh, let's go through each of the islands. What did you think? They were beautiful, beautiful, and all very different. And it's it was interesting in in geographic proximity how close they are, relatively speaking, and yet the climate. Of Aruba particularly was very dry, very desert-like, and the others were much more of a tropical feel. So that was really interesting. Um, but we stopped it in Curacao first, just did a bit of exploring. I know when they drop you off, you kind of walk through a little bit of a shopping area and then kind of through like a fort. And that was really neat to walk through that. And then we just kind of, we passed like an artisan market over that really neat bridge that kind of turns. So, you know, boats and smaller watercraft can get by just kind of walked around and checked out the area. It was a really pretty day. It was warm, of course, but it was really pretty and everybody was very friendly. We just, you know, kind of walked around, didn't have any, anything in particular in mind, just enjoying and looking around and, you know, up in the panhandle, we don't have iguanas. So it's nice to see (laughs) iguanas and, and such in the wild, you know, as long as there's not 27 of them all at once. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, um, Curacao is a fun little town, especially like you just had to walk around. That's what makes it so nice because where you dock the sh- the walk to the downtown is, you know, 10, 15 minutes depends how fast you yeah. go. And uh, that pontoon bridge is really cool. Um, I've shared this story before we were on the bridge. And I'm like, this is like how you know you're not in the U.S. anymore. The, it's a <laughs> pontoon bridge. And when the bridge has got to move, it just moves. It doesn't matter who's on there. Who's like we were probably a couple steps away from the end of it. And all of a sudden just start swaying to Sorry, the side and now. yep and like <laughs> i could easily jump off the bridge and maybe make it maybe not but okay that's your problem you know and uh <laughs> just a but it is a fun little downtown there and we were just back in curacao just back it was been a year but um over uh, uh in december 2019 we were there for new year's day so january 1 2020 and um unfortunately being the holiday everyone was kind of you know taking it easy that day so to speak mm-hmm. uh so we didn't get to quite do as much in there but it, it's a great island curacao um is what i think of the three is my favorite because it combines you can go to the beach you can have a great day there and you can also do a lot downtown shopping eating it reminds me a lot of like a cozumel in that regard right yeah it was really a neat experience what'd you think of uh bonaire so bonaire is the we did an excursion and it was absolutely beautiful. So we did the, um, it was called the Sammer Sail and Beach Snorkel. 
And so they took us on a Siamese yunk over to Klein Bonaire and we snorkeled and it was just amazing. It was neat to hear his stories and it was a very leisurely ride over there. It wasn't very far. We never were really out of eye shot of the ship. Um, but definitely one of those moments. So there were two options for this and we took the later of the two and they were running a little behind because there was some issues with the yunk. And so our, we still had the same amount of time for our excursion, but we didn't get back as early as we would have. So they were, of course, because it was a Royal Caribbean excursion, they were holding the ship for us. So that was really interesting to kind of see the folks watching us all get on like, thanks, you're the ones we're waiting on. But we're like, no, it's approved. <laughs> we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so beautiful and it was neat to snorkel. You know, the water was crystal, crystal clear and beautiful fish and things that, you know, to see and very, because it's so protected, there's so much of Bonaire that's protected. It was just pristine. And I mean, they were very serious. They checked everything. Like a lady had a little tiny piece of coral and he was like, no, ma'am, that goes back in the water. Wow. So good for them. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really, really beautiful. And, I, and our I think kiddos you, enjoyed it. And so it, that was, if really you're going to go to, if anyone's going to Bonaire, I think what you did, uh, Brian, is exactly what you should do because that's like the thing to do is this the diving um is is phenomenal so uh, absolutely yeah definitely the way to go how about aruba so in aruba we actually just got a taxi and we went i had found out about a donkey sanctuary which is kind of an unusual thing to do on a you know island trip but it sounded really neat and it was a it was it was a pretty small area but they take in a lot of injured or sadly abused donkeys and rehabilitate them. And they were the kindest, sweetest people. And it was really neat to see all these donkeys. So it was just something interesting to do. And um, our taxi driver was amazing. He gave us a nice history. Um, As we were riding along kind of near the airport, there were several tents and such kind of set up along the water. And we asked about those and he said that it was in, so this was just a couple of days after Easter. And he said it was an Easter tradition that a lot of families come down and have a big, almost like a festival down by the water and everybody gets together and the families take turns cooking meals and they just have a big kind of community camaraderie. Hmm. So it was really interesting to see that piece of their culture. Absolutely. It's, it's really cool when you get to do, you know, something different and just see, um, how people live in different and, and the different traditions and customs. It's it's I love that aspect of it. So it's nice when you can work that in uh, to your tour and uh, sounds like you had a nice driver as well, which always helps. Oh, yes, he was great. He waited for us at the, you know, the sanctuary and he's like, take as much time as you need. I'm happy to wait. And so and then he knew my son played baseball. And so on the way back, he took us by one of their baseball fields. And he's like, these probably look a little different than yours do in the United States. And of course it did, you know, not no red clay and but it, it was really cute how he personalized it. And we learned a lot and it, it was, it's wonderful to see an, a place like that through someone who lives there's eyes. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, that, that rounds out the ABCs. How about, first of all, what's your, which one was your favorite? If you had to go back to one, which would you pick? I think Bonaire because of the, the snorkeling and the, I really kind of liked, it's very, you know, there's, there's not many shops and such. There are a few, but it, it's very uninhabited. So it's, there's a pristineness and you kind of feel almost like you're somewhere that not many people get to visit. Um, but it was just gorgeous, gorgeous. And I would love to do more exploring of the Island itself. Absolutely. It's a great place. Um, I really liked Bonaire the last time I went there. So, uh, 
good choice, no doubt about it. How about Labadee? So that was really fun. That was on Easter Sunday. So we were a little bit late um, getting off the ship because we went to a, an Easter service that morning. So that was really neat. I've, I've never done a service like that on a, on a ship before. Yeah, let's, um, actually, let, let's back that up. How, what was that like? Because I'm sure there's people who, you know, if, if you go on a cruise on a major holiday like Easter or Christmas, Royal Caribbean mm-hmm. does offer um, some service on board. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. So they had a priest that was on who was on the ship and he did a service, a, East, a good Friday service on Friday and Easter vigil on Saturday evening and then a um, Easter Sunday morning service. It was pretty early in the morning. Um, so we went to that and then we grabbed breakfast before we got off the ship. Um, but it was wonderful. It was pretty well attended. It was, um, you know, and certainly well advertised. I had asked Royal Caribbean ahead of time if they had any plans to have any type of service. And they said, you know, they always try again, like you said, if it's on a major holiday um, to have someone, but of course there's no guarantee. So it was really nice to still be able to, to celebrate that also. It was made it, it a little extra special. <laughs> was it, um, I think back then the, oh, I, it was, where was it held? Was it in the wedding chapel? Cause the wedding chapel still existed on the ship at that point. Um, it was not, it was actually in one of the, um, like where they do the shows. Okay. One of the theaters. One of the theater, theaters. that's the word. Yeah, that makes sense. Good. I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. it. So uh, anyway, so off the ship, Labadee, what were your plans for the day? So just to enjoy, have a beach day and um, have a Labadoozy, yes. which was quite delicious. Never So we just, you know, played in the water. We walked through, um, there's like that kind of local market in the very back. Yep. Um, we We always get a Christmas ornament everywhere we visit. So I wanted to, I knew that would probably be the place where we could get a Christmas ornament that would actually be from someone that someone from Haiti would have created. So we were able to get one. Um, And it was really neat to see all of their, you know, local customs and all of the different types of art and things like that. It was cool to experience that and still be, you know, something that Royal Caribbean was running um, around it. So we just had a beach day, just enjoyed the sun. Um, I felt bad for my husband. We got, I, I knew to bring cash so that we could tip the gentleman setting up chairs for us. And we got off and started to do that. And then I was like, oh, I took that out of my bag and it's still sitting on the bed. So my husband's like, it's okay. So he ran back to the ship and got our cash and came back. I felt so bad, but we were able to track him down and I, and, and tip him <laughs> just a little after the fact. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that's an important one. I, I, I'm guilty of forgetting that there have been at least a couple of times I've had to walk back to the ship um, in order to go back and get cash to then come back and be able to tip because um, uh, the, a lot of the people that work on the island, not necessarily at the bars, but, you know, people who are getting right. chairs or cabana attendants, they're locals. And so they don't take your pass card. And right. uh, so remember, it, it's hard to remember that because this happens to Coca Cola too. You just don't think about it. It's not like Cozumel or something like that. So I yeah, definitely want to remember to bring that cash. Absolutely. Uh, I forgot to ask which uh, which beach did you go to on Labadee? Do you remember? I don't, but it was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. go. I think as you were walking, it was on the right. Okay. Like, does that help? <laughs> yeah, there's like three. Okay, so everyone listening, look for the pretty beach, and you'll know exactly <laughs> where Bronwyn went. Yeah, it was very helpful. Very helpful. <laughs> it's all good. Um, well, it sounds like it's a fun cruise, and uh, we, you know, obviously. Uh, the itinerary, the ship. What was your favorite part? You, we talked about the trivia, but what, if you had to pick maybe your favorite thing that you did on the ship, what would that be? Uh, I re- We really enjoyed the ice skating show. It was incredible how much they could do with 
I mean, it's a, it's not a small rink, but it's a small rink when you're doing lifts and turns and such. We were amazed at what they were able to do on that ice rink. So that we definitely enjoyed. We also did the murder mystery dinner at Giovanni's. Um, that was really cute and fun. Oh, cool. Um, That's something I've never done. People ask me about that. Unfortunately, it's something mm-hmm. that hasn't been really... They're not adding it to other ships at this point, but it's still available, at least on some ships. I'm not even sure if Navigator still offers it anymore, but um, kind of a neat thing um, and something different to do. And everything, everyone that's always done it always kind of says kind of what you said that, you know, it was it was fun to do. And I'm not sure that it's, you know, you know we have to do it every single cruise kind of thing, but it was, they, they enjoyed it for what it was. It was it was a very neat experience. Awesome. Well, uh, Brian, I really appreciate uh, you joining us here. And it sounds like, if I can work a shameless plug in here, it sounds like we might be cruising <laughs> together. Yes, we will. Fingers and toes crossed that we will see you in November. That's right. On the uh, Royal Caribbean blog, Group Cruise, Harmony of the Seas over Thanksgiving. It's just, hey, listen, I, I love going over holidays because it's that built-in time off of school, off of work. Uh, yes. So that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, I apologize in advance for the... Uh, a gargantuan trek you'll have to undertake in order to get oh, down. <laughs> no, that's an easy drive. <laughs> that's right. Isn't that's the best part when you get to? Um, it depends on how you come. You go down seventy five. I guess you're coming seventy five and you cross over. I was gonna say there's gonna yes. be a point in which you can keep going south to Miami, but you get to make that turn and go, you know, west, and it'll be it's the yes, best feeling into in the world. Central Florida. So yep. Yeah, it never seems as long. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Rodwin. Thanks again for joining me here on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's time to answer some emails here. And I want to give a big shout out to everybody who's been sending me these great emails to read on the podcast. Every time I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm going to run out of emails again. Bam, you guys hit me up with some great ones. Sometimes they're short, sometimes they're long. And uh, no matter the length or or the subject, I really appreciate you guys uh, supporting this. I'm glad you enjoy it because I enjoy it doing it. I just need questions to be able to answer. So, uh, and of course, if if you wanted to email me your question, you can do so by emailing it to Matt, M-A-T-T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com, Matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Our first email is from Kelly Bach, who writes, Hi, my name is Kelly, and I started listening to your podcast a few months ago. Um, Listening to the podcast closely, closing in on early 2020 was like watching the movie Titanic. You know what's coming, but you can't stop listening, watching in horror. I've done some cruising, to, but nowhere near as much as I would like. My first cruise was a high school senior year gift out of Galveston, back with Splendor of the Seas in 2007. Since then, I've been on several cruises, one on Celebrity, one on a red tail ship that I can leave listeners to surmise. I've also sailed on Jewel of the Seas and the Navigator. Anyway, I got married in June 2020, and of course, as to be expected, our wedding was canceled. At least the big venue, so we held a small celebration with our closest family and friends. I was still living in COVID fantasy land at that point, thinking my husband and I would be able to go on a honeymoon shortly after our wedding. Even though summers in Minnesota are short and doesn't make much sense to go on a tropical vacation in summer, as the point is to get away from the frigid winter, we're planning on going in August 2020 on a cruise, so since it was our honeymoon, of course, that didn't happen, so we thought we'd push off till November, December 2020. When we saw that most likely that won't be happening either, we finally booked the cruise to St. Martin and the ABC Islands for March 2021 on Freedom of the Seas. I was so excited to go on Freedom and just to have my husband experience cruising. He's done some smaller ship cruising overseas, but nothing like Royal Caribbean. So in January this year, I started plotting hard as uh, in terms of excursions, watching YouTube, finding your podcast, and getting myself so pumped up. In January, I just had to buy, buy airfare, and the next day I found out that cruising had been suspended until May. Oh, man. 
Um, I'm obviously still a year behind in your podcast, so I'm sure I sound like a broken record to most, but I was so crushed. I've been looking at rebooking again, but don't really want to cruise when it is our short but sweet summer here in Minnesota. So looking around Thanksgiving Christmas time 2021, I found the same sailing out of San Juan on Explorer of the Seas. I read online that the ship is due to be updated, but they've been put off due to COVID. Do you know if the ship been or will be redone? Um, it is uh, it's on pause right now. It's never it was supposed to get refurbished in 2020. That did not happen. Spoiler alert for your podcast you'll be listening to later on. And um, it's I, like other planned refurbishments. It's on hold until further notice. When that is, there's no updated schedule on that. So um, anyway, uh, Kelly also added here top. I want to include this top things I'm looking forward to. When I can finally go on a cruise. This is uh, Kelly's top six. Number one. Waking up to the morning of the cruise for me, a hotel room as we've traveled down a day early and the sense of excitement. Number two, stepping on to the ship when you first scan your sea pass and the machine makes that little beep boop sound. I can't type it out, but it's one of the happiest sounds in the world. Number three, first beach day where I can dive into the ocean. Number four, relaxing at the solarium without a care in the world. Five, first dinner in the main dining room with, my, with Nick, my husband, and how much he will enjoy the service, food, and experience. I'm seriously almost tearing up thinking about it. And number six, stepping on our balcony in the morning, smelling the ocean, and just seeing the endless water. Um, I would like to apologize for the long email, but this is almost therapeutic. And who better than you and the Royal Caribbean Blog podcast community to commiserate with? Thank you for your awesome podcast and help me keep the dream alive during these times. I'm also probably the only person who is sad to see the mustard jewel go for future sailings. I felt like it was a rite of passage at the beginning of a sailing, and I actually enjoyed all the pomp and circumstance of it. And seriously, after COVID, I would happily stand too close to hundreds of people. I don't know, just because we can. Here's to cruising coming back soon. Kelly, great email. I love your top six list. I agree with all those things. I think uh, for me, number two, you're number two, stepping onto the ship, hearing that beep boop sound, like that's going to be the moment for me that is like even in the terminal it's not gonna feel real i'm gonna feel like when i'm waiting in that terminal i'm gonna be nervous because i'm still like thinking they could still they could still cancel this this might not still happen but when i get on board the ship and i hear beep boop, uh i'm going to it's it's going to I, I there might be tears maybe someone's gonna be cutting onions right there at the check-in point when you come on board it's amazing how welcome would decide to chop onions so close to where guests come on board but it might just happen so Kelly, thanks for the email. I really appreciate it. Next email is from Heather, who writes, uh, we're scheduled on a January 21, 20, 21 sailing on Independence of the Seas that is obviously canceled, insert sad face. Thankfully, we've got a great deal to lift the shift to January 2022 sailing on Odyssey of the Seas, only a $10 difference with the port change. We were apprehensive at first because the big ships overwhelm us. The biggest we've ever been on was Independence of the Seas, but decided to go ahead and shift because of the price difference in what we paid versus what the Odyssey normally costs. We paid about a third of the current cost for that ceiling. Do you have any tips for transitioning to the bigger ships? We're in a balcony room. It'll be my husband and I's uh, with our five-year-old daughter. We're kind of nervous for the changes. We use the smaller ships, Majesty, Rhapsody, Vision, and Independence, which is what we've been on. Thank you for being up with, the, with your podcast during the pandemic. It's been a nice reminder that happier and warmer times will come. Heather, thank you for the email. It's funny you think Independence of the Seas is not a big ship. It's a big ship, Heather. <laughs> I mean, the other ships you've been on are smaller, but if you can do Independence, you can easily do Odyssey. It's the it's the same difference, if you will. Um, you know, obviously, the Odyssey is a Quantum Ultra class ship, so it's going to be a different setup. You know, Royal Esplanade versus Royal Promenade, and among some other things. But the experience, I think you're going to find the experience on Independence still a lot more similar than different compared to Odyssey of the Seas. 
I mean, a lot of things, number one, when it comes to big ships, you want to get your bearings early. You want to get them, when you get on board, uh, it's a good idea after, maybe after you uh, get into your stateroom and are able to drop off your stuff to start exploring as much as you can. Get a sense of where the different areas are on board. Um, you know, the venues, you may have heard about them, but knowing where they are, how to get from point A to point B is kind of interesting. So, you know, walk the deck, see what's going on. It's a good opportunity to do so. And also on bigger ships, you want to plan ahead. Um, when it comes to the, acti the signature activities on board, the North Star ripcord by iFly, you want to make reservations for those. There are shows on board. You can also make reservations for those. That's all complimentary, by the way, Heather. So you should definitely do that through Royal Caribbean's Cruise Planner. Planning, learning is definitely the way to go with the bigger ships out there because there's a lot there. And of course, Heather, um, you're going on your cruise in January 2022. Hopefully, I will have an opportunity to go on, on Odyssey before you do. Um, well, if not, maybe on the same cruise as you, but um, hopefully I'll be on board. Basically, there'll be some, I'll have some more information about that ship and some ideas and secrets, things like that here on the podcast and at royalcarbonblog.com. So keep an eye for that. Yes, that is a shameless plug, but it's really meant in the helpful way, not necessarily the shamelessly plugging way, but that's an added benefit for me as well. So <laughs> thank you for that. And our last email is from uh, Scott who writes, Hope all is well we're, and that we're sailing sooner rather than later. Just got a chance to watch a live stream that you did on YouTube, and I saw a question in the chat that you were unable to answer, or at least I didn't hear an answer to it. He asked about what drink or beverage package was best for him since he really doesn't drink alcohol and rarely drinks soda, either, uh, either or vice versa. You get the idea of what he's saying. I'm pretty much the same. Never drink soda, but I do have a few drinks on board since I'm not driving, but not enough to warrant getting the alcohol package. I do, however, get the package, and here's why. Depending on the ship you're on, Starbucks is included. But if the ship has its own cafe promenade coffee bar, then Starbucks is not. But you can usually get an especially non-alcoholic coffee drink from cafe promenade coffee bar on the beverage package. And Red Bulls are included as well. On ships with the Vitality Spa Bar, they have the freshly made juice, veggie, fruit drinks. And after a workout, I get the protein shake. And of course, you can get virgin cocktails as well. Of course, he's not into, if he's not into Red Bull, Frappuccinos, veggie, fruit drinks, or protein shakes, well, it might not be worth him to get a drink package, but I get my money's worth. Scott, great point about what's included. By the way, I want to make a quick note just for anybody listening. Scott is right that the premium coffees are included. A lot of people do call it Starbucks, but it's not like there is a distinction between Starbucks and Cafe Promenade. Basically, the lattes, macchiatos, frappuccinos, all that stuff that comes out of Cafe Promenade or any other venue on board is included. But if you have a standalone Starbucks on your ship, like on Navigator or Harmony or Oasis, there's actually like there's actually a Starbucks logo and it's like on the sign and it says Starbucks on there, like on the sign. That's not included. But Cafe Promenade, even though they serve Starbucks drinks, that is included. It's kind of a weird nuance there. But I just want to clear that up. But I do agree with Scott about one thing. You know, when we talk about drink packages, all too often it's all about alcohol, right? How much beer, how much liquor, how much wine is included with it, and that is, for lack of a better system the de facto way of, you know, trying to figure out if it's worth it or not. But Scott's hundred percent right that a lot more is included with those drink packages. And in a lot of cases, it's very easy to overlook that fact because you just focus so much on the alcohol that a lot of people say, Oh, I can't drink that much alcohol. That may be true, but do you drink coffees? Do you bottled water, Red Bulls, uh, you know, the, the shakes, uh, the, he's absolutely right about that. And in a lot of cases, you can make your money up with those, depending again on how much you consume. And for a lot of people having the opportunity to have, you know, two or three lattes a day, uh, you know what? I'm not going to turn that down. So absolutely true. Scott, thanks for the email. Thank you to everybody for sending in these emails uh, this week. Uh, you can always send me your emails about your cruise question by sending it to Matt, M-A-T-T, -T, at royalcaribbeanblog.com, Matt at 
www.matthotchberg.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again real soon.